Hello, this is Tim and Josh. We're here to talk more about Missional Kingdom families. And today we want to discuss with you the importance of leadership and church government. Uh, this is a very important topic. Let me tell you why. Uh, missional kingdom family, the word kingdom means the rule of Christ. It's the dominion of Christ's rule. And, and so the kingdom of God is all about the government of God being evidenced on the earth. And the government of God is God's authority delegated to people. God delegates this authority to human beings so that they can uh, initiate covenant love, they can protect love, they can extend love, and uh, they can be fruitful and multiply. So the role of government, delegated authority from God, is to bring His kingdom on earth and to have it stay on earth in a meaningful way. That's the role of the government of God. And He delegates this authority in the marriage and family. You know, He says, husbands, be the head of your homes. And love the way Christ, love your wives as Christ loves the church. So there's delegated authority in the marriage and family. There's delegated authority in the marketplace. There's delegated authority of God in the civil in the civil government. There's also delegated authority in the church. And it's very critical that we identify the importance of government. Otherwise, these missional kingdom families can become distorted, convoluted. They can be imbalanced. They can get into heresy. They can end up you know, imploding. There can be conflict and no way to do conflict resolution because there's no spiritual authority outside of that group to bring order and to bring adjudication. So it is very dangerous. Let me repeat, dangerous to have an isolated, independent, missional kingdom family, microchurch, house church, small group that is detached from the government of God revealed in elders and deacons and then the fivefold ministry gifts super dangerous and I see it all the time in small groups and even local churches that are disconnected from God's government and they end up becoming imbalanced. They omit something or commit something that isn't healthy. So the starting government of God starts with, believe it or not, the fivefold ministry gifts called apostles and prophets. So we're going now from the government of God from the larger scale and we're going to move right down to the small the small missional okay. kingdom family, right, Josh? So I'm going to give a verse, and then Josh is going to give a verse. One is uh, Ephesians 4, um, chapter, uh, verse 7. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. God says this, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Uh, that is why it says, When he ascended on high, he, gave, he led captives in his train. He gave gifts to men. And it says, he uh, descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens. And it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors or shepherds and, and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So these are, these are post-ascension gifts. There were pre-ascension apostles uh, that canonized Scripture, and there are post-ascension apostles and prophets that came after Christ ascended. He gave gifts to men, and some of these gifts are apostle and prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. These fivefold ministry gifts together help to mature the body of Christ and give oversight so that the body of Christ can mature and be unified and pure in the things of God. 
So the body of Christ is called to be led by apostolic, prophetically gifted people. And we call those families of churches with the oversight of these fivefold ministries, we call these families of churches, we call them tribes or Jesus tribes. And basically it's a, it's a term of affection for an interconnected group of churches that, that are accountable to one another and have accountability in their lives through the fivefold ministry gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher, or APEST leadership teams. Josh, you want to share a little more on just how important it is to have that apostolic prophetic leadership? Yeah, I mean, th this is absolutely huge because um, there's not a matter uh, if it happens, but it's when it happens, when you meet a place in your missional kingdom family that you're leading that you realize like, wow, my competencies do not match right. what I'm facing. <laughs> exactly. And, right. and, and when you're connected to the body of Christ in this way mm -hmm. and under uh, uh, prophetic and apostolic leadership, now you can, you can share up, you can go to people who know more than you, people who you can draw um, really solutions from that have experience. And so it's absolutely, absolutely huge as far as your growth and development as a leader, but then two, leading your MKF. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, I, personally, I, I'm just speaking from personal experience, uh, the, choi the, the decision to build with a tribe has been huge uh, for me because, because when I've been stuck, I've been able to call to reach out and be like, Hey, help me get unstuck as a leader. Or mm -hmm. when our house church has been stuck, we've been able to share, like, help us get unstuck right. as a people. And, and it's very, very, the scripture is very, very clear. The church is built on the leadership of apostles and prophets. And if you're going to be in authority, you need to be under authority. And it's very important. You're under the right authority. Right. And uh, if you're going to have impact, you need to be under authority, under biblical authority that God put in place. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm going to just read, read this verse. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It says this, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So first and foremost, the body of Christ isn't just a random, loose gathering of parts. Right. It's actually a highly organized mm -hmm. assembly of people. So right. because of our, our church culture in America, we think the body of Christ is just a loose gathering mm -hmm. of people that show up right. and kind of just, it's, it's, it's loosey-goosey. You know, mm -hmm. they just show up and do their thing right. and then go home. As opposed to an assembled people, an assembly of people is always under the right. leadership of, uh, uh, of people. And so this is huge. So it's not just a gathering, it's a symbole. A body is assembled, okay? Verse 28, and it says, And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. So there's many, many different job descriptions mm -hmm. in the body of Christ, but it's so important that everybody in the body of Christ understands, wow, I'm a part of an assembly mm -hmm. of a body, and the first part of leadership is apostles and prophets. Right. This is so critical. 
in order to conduct the divine life of the Spirit of God, there's got to be divine order. That's a wineskin. There's a context. There's a conduit that is most conducive to the meaningful flow of God's life through the human heart. And part of that equation is the government of God. So starting from the big picture, God has families of churches that plant churches and they have, are given oversight by these translocal elders. And a translocal elder is an apostle or prophet. Then the local congregations made up of numbers of missional kingdom families, these local congregations are led by a plurality of elders. And, and in, in the local congregation, there's going to be a lead elder uh, you know, who facilitates, but there's a plurality of elders. And then the elders uh, allow for deacons that, that oversee the compassion ministries of the church. So a local church has a plurality of elders with a lead elder in charge. And they are submitted to a body of an APES leadership team that is translocal. So there's a dynamic dance between a translocal leadership team of apostles and prophets with a local leadership team of elders. And the translocal doesn't in, impose itself on the local, but, the, but it does so in areas of doctrine or mis, mismanagement of funds or abuses of leadership. Mm -hmm. So there is a place which the apostles and prophets can insert themselves if something's going wrong, really wrong, um, or to support, mostly to support, pray, and encourage, and to insert different important things that that local church needs. So every local church has elders and deacons, and those elders and deacons give oversight to the missional kingdom families. These missional kingdom families of 5 to 15 people in that area are led by really good qualified leaders and assistant leaders, but they are also, they're under the uh, leadership uh, and the, the, the rule, it says in Scripture, and elders are to rule and rule well. They rule not as lording over people, but as servants, and they, they help stabilize and secure and equip those local missional kingdom families. So the missional kingdom families come together, they're interconnected, and they form a local congregation led by elders and deacons. So that's the, the government of God in a nutshell described in the New Testament. And without that government of God in a local or a small missional kingdom family connected to a larger congregation led by elders and deacons, connected to a larger tribe led by uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, APES leadership teams, you risk, you risk division. You risk uh, you risk seeing things happen that aren't good, and you risk not having the fullness of the benefit yeah. of, 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 of all the nutrients of the Spirit coming from these different gifts. Now, let me just finalize this. When we start talking about family life and love and connecting hearts, let me tell you something. There's no greater place for, for love and life than a natural and a spiritual family, right? There's no greater, right. There's no greater heaven on earth than a really healthy marriage and family and or spiritual family. Guess what? There's no greater danger or hell on earth than a broken or dysfunctional kingdom family or church. So there's great danger in, in inviting people into a family but not having it well led and not having it well thought through. There's great danger because if division takes place, it is gonna damage the hearts of the children it's going to damage the hearts of the members. You do not want to risk 
bringing people into unity and not having all the benefits of really good government to sustain that unity and to extend it. You are risking the, 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 the lives, the spiritual health of a lot of people if you fail to utilize the biblical government that God, that God requires and sets up in Scripture. So again, this is kind of a warning label, but, but a, a warning with a, good, with a good ending if we do it right. If we do it right, a lot of people are going to be healed and loved and come into unity and make an impact and change cities. And it's going to take good leadership to do that. The world rises and falls on either good leadership or bad leadership. And so the answer to bad leadership is not no leadership. The answer to bad leadership is really good leadership and good government. And we're not talking about lording over people. We're talking about coming as servant servants who bring the love of God and stabilize secure people. So it's an important topic. And please don't venture into building a missional kingdom family without being uh, properly connected to bona fide, legitimate, spiritual government. You know why? Because lives are at stake. And we do not want to see any more people damaged in church life. We've got to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And we, we want to convince the next generation and convince the lost that because of our love and unity, God is real. That's how they're going to know. And that's going to happen if we have the right leadership in place. You know what? I feel indeed, Josh, for you and me to just pray for this. Let's do it. And, yeah. for, and I'm going to ask you to pray. Just, yeah. I'm going to pray real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you release biblical, godly men and women that can evidence the true heart of, the, of the God the Father, God you, the Son, and God the Spirit. Bring the government of God to the earth. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, Father, and we thank you that you are turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, hearts yes. of the children to the fathers. Mm -hmm. And and those that are catching this good news and, and this supernatural move of your spirit can take that transformation of their hearts where their heart is mm -hmm. turned towards you, but now turned towards your ways. And you have put government on this earth to lead your body and to teach your body how to rule and reign. And mm -hmm. so, Father, we call forth just a mm -hmm. spirit of wisdom and revelation across the body of Christ on this to build through sons to 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 establish uh, leadership and government mm -hmm. and and to be interdependent with one another all for your glory and your story mm -hmm. in Jesus mighty name amen amen thank you